Good evening and welcome to uh, Taking the Stand, a Freedom Advocacy Network podcast. Uh, I am filling in today as the host um, in Herman's absence. My name is Ben um, and unfortunately this is the last time you guys will be seeing me. I am pursuing a career in law starting on Monday, so um, wish me luck. Um, and today I'm joined by a very uh, special guest, um, Sarah Gon, who actually practiced as an attorney for 17 years. Sarah, how are you? I'm well, I'm well, a bit out of touch on the practitioner, uh, practical side, let's put it that way. Okay, but still wonderful to have you here. Um, so in the last few weeks, Herman and I have been discussing uh, the rule of law and um, the uh, components of it. And I thought it would be great to get Sarah in today um, because she wrote, uh, recently wrote an article about um, the judiciary and um, its independence. So obviously, um, the separation of powers is one of the fundamental uh, tenets of the rule of law and of a democracy. Um, and the, a very important um, aspect of the separation of powers is an independent judiciary. And it's something that um, we uh, had to fight for um, during the years of apartheid, um, where it was, it was uncertain whether we had an independent judiciary. So, um, Sarah, what can you tell us about um, the JSC, what does it stand for, and what, what is its role in uh, ensuring an independent judiciary? Okay. The JSC stands for the Judicial Service Commission, and the, in, the role of the Judicial Service Commission is primarily to um, interview and recommend appointees to the various courts, to the High Courts, to the Supreme Court of Appeals, to the Constitutional Court, and also to administer um, keep administer conduct or misconduct rather of the of of any complaint about the judiciary that comes its way, and that that, that in broad strokes is 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 its function. Now the the crucial thing about the JSC is it acts as the administrative body for the for the legal for the judiciary to ensure that it does stand as the third pillar. Um, of the of of government, so you've got the legislature which makes the laws, you've got the executive which manages the laws, basically, and the judiciary essentially keeps interprets those laws and keeps. In other words, its role is to keep the the other two the other two sides of government in check, and it's it thus becomes very very important both as the third separate arm and as an independent third separate arm. Um, and that's that, that's the JSC. That's the JSC in a nutshell. Oh, thanks. So um, recently, uh, in about April or May this year, we um, needed to get some new judges in, and the JSC plays a crucial role in in doing that and conducting the interviews of um, new new incumbents into the into the judiciary. And um, so the JSC is headed up by Mohueng Mohueng, who is our Chief Justice. Um, but it also involve it also comprises it comprises of twenty three um, people, mm -hmm. um, but it it seems as if it has quite a strong political um, presence. Is mm -hmm. there is there is that true? It does. It has a very strong political presence. There are 23, 23 um, bodies or people re um, represented from the chief justice down uh, for the for the approval of uh, of. Well, what what they do is they approve judges, which they put to the president for formally um, for formally uh, selecting. There's oh, is a twenty fourth and a twenty fifth, and that amount that is the 
premier of a particular province that may be affected by appointments, in other words, provincial uh, appointments to provincial court, um, and the represent, uh, representative of, 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 the, of, of the provincial legislature. Now, so the other 23 are constant. And the problem is, is that about, I think that I can't remember, it's suddenly gone blank as to whether it's 14 or 15 of those people come from government. In other words, come from parliament, come from cabinet, and a minority, I think it's about eight, actually come from the professions. So the, the problem is that you've got a, 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 a political majority which, is, which, which affects uh, those decisions. And although the three major opposition parties are represented, they have a representat representative each, the ANC has, has uh, six has six representatives and then many of the other representatives will reflect will reflect the ANC so you've as far as I'm concerned in light of what has happened there actually should be no political representation in the selection I believe the selection can be left to representatives of the profession in all its guises and they can make the decision or the proposal based on their knowledge and understanding of 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 the various aspects of the profession what happened here is there were, I think, two places out uh, open, one of which will be McQueen's position because he's retiring. And they, they have to, what they have to do is present five options. In other words, two, uh, two plus an additional three. There must always be three more than, 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 than there must be three more than two, if I can put it that mm, way. It, it yes. increases as the amounts go up. And so essentially what the JSE should have presented to Sir Ramaphosa was a list of five, which had been, which had been deliberated on by the JSE, um, all 23 of them. Now, the, the Ferrari broke out over the fact that the JSE, some of its constituent parts behaved appallingly badly. The one affected um, Judge Pillay, who is on these, uh, who is actually an acting Concord judge at the moment, and they spent an enormous and unnecessary amount of time grilling her on her relationship with uh, Minister Pravin Gordon, which no one denied that the relationship exists. But what they were trying to do was create this picture that somehow his inquiring over her appointment a few years ago to the bench um, was improper, whether he had somehow manipulated it. And Julius Malema did his level best to make the whole thing fairly disgusting, and Mohueng as the Chief Justice did nothing. In fact, not only did he not rein him in, but he aggravated the situation through his own very strange line of questioning. Um, so that went on. Then the other really outrageous um, situation was that affecting uh, advocate uh, or judge now, D David Unterhalter, who is recognized singularly as the finest legal brain we have. David is in a and what they did with David is they, amongst other things, first of all, they questioned his position with regarding Israel and the two-state solution because he had served, no longer, had, but had served as a board member of the South African Jewish Board of Deputies, which is largely performs a charitable function. And the interesting thing at the end of the day was that these... But both of these and among a couple of others were not on the list that was presented to the to the president. And Mahueng made a big hoo-ha about the fact that 
that David Unterholz had only been on the High Court bench for about three years. Now, the law provides that at least four of the judges, as they come onto the bench, at least four of the judges of the 11 must be judges before they get to the Concord. Now, nine of the 11 existing, well, there aren't 11, there should be, but nine, the nine existing judges at the moment all were judges on the High Court. So there was no reason. I mean, David Unterholzer didn't even need to be a judge at all, let alone uh, a judge with considerable experience. And McQueen seemed to have made up some sort of rule himself to exclude David Unterholzer by virtue of his lack of experience. And it was that sort of weird behavior. And then just to cap it all, and literally the cherry on the top, um, is when the um, council for the support of the constitution um, in, in the, in, in, in decided to tackle this behavior and these decisions or the lack of decisions or whatever you would call it, they had they obtained the transcripts of the JSE, JSC deliberations. Now the deliberations are not open to the public. The deliberations are done private, uh, uh, secretly. And what these deliberations showed is that there was no discussion. McQueen put down a list of five, wouldn't discuss it, gave some very strange reasons for his exclusion of Pillay, and that was the end of that. And, I mean, that, that, that makes a complete mockery of, uh, of, of, our, of our judiciary. If at that level you're seeing what amounts to almost nursery school playground behavior, um, what really adds, I suppose, insult to injury is the fact that McQueen himself was a nominee of Jacob Zuma, when he was president. And uh, I think Mohwen became the president of the Constitutional Court after only two years on the Constitutional Court. That's correct, yeah. And he came from, he had been in what was originally the Bopotswana High Court and then became Northwest. So distinguished is not the word I would use to describe him. And he came into that position ahead of, sorry, I've suddenly gone blank. Who's, uh, who'd both been on the, the Concord for nine years, six of which he'd been as a deputy chief justice. So, and, and there was some controversy around him. The, the ANC um, stirred up a, a really nonsense controversy over him some years before, which effectively ruled him out of the, of, of the decision-making process. And I assume that probably had something to do with what Jacob Zuma actually wanted in, in mm. a chief justice. Yeah, and um, I think that, that's quite interesting that you make that point about um, Jacob Zuma choosing a, a chief justice which he thought would be more favorable to, to um, his sort of um, ideology or preference because I recently wrote an article about um, the colored voters case uh, which mm -hmm. happened in the 1950s. And this is also where the National Party um, tried to uh, manipulate the appellate division, which is, was the highest court um, back in the day. Mm -hmm. And they chose um, uh, Stain uh, as, they, as the new chief justice after Centralev, or whatever his name was, uh, in front of Oliver Schreiner, who, who, who was the sort of shoe-in for um, mm -hmm. um, uh, the chief justice because of um, Stain was, was, was quite a uh, big supporter of apartheid. Mm. So, you know, it, it, uh, you can't really draw those parallels too, too closely, but 
this, the independence of the judiciary is something that that can be eroded, um, mm. and it it needs to be to be um, sort of looked at and really um, with with quite a lot mm. of um, what do you call it uh, vigor. You know, mm. we have to mm. we have to defend the 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 independence of the judiciary because we see what happens when mm. it isn't uh, independent. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you want to add yeah. anything? No, what I was just going to say is it's not exactly the same situation, but the terrible thing is it's not far off. And if you think that we all knew exactly where the Nats were coming from and what they what they were planning when they excluded somebody like Schreiner on behalf of Stain, and the fact that it's happening under in, in, a, demo, in a democratic South Africa um, for essentially similar reasons um, sh should, have us, should have us very worried because... What's terrible is the fact that one wonders whether David, someone like David Untalter was excluded at the end of the day because he is an intellectual giant. So, in other words, perhaps McQueen didn't want him to make anyone else look bad, which is a terrible reason for lowering the standards that you can have to the bench when you, you could have someone of David Untalter's talent. Mm. And David Altenholder, anyone who's studied law knows that he is a genius. Um, mm. So, yeah, uh, uh, quite worrying. Um, and it's something that uh, people who, who value freedom should um, pay attention to, um, uh, the protection of an independent judiciary. Absolutely. Um, Sarah, we have a couple minutes, a minute or so left. Is there anything more you'd like to add? Um, just to say, that, you know, one the, the the reason one cannot underestimate the importance is because although judges are appointed, they're not elected, the, the, the process for interviewing and, and, and nominating them is, is fairly rigorous. And there's no doubt one of the, one of the hallmarks that South Africa has been able to present to the international world is that independent judiciary of what has been it's a little variable now, but it has been of, of, of a, a high standard for, for, for some years during our democracy. And to lose that is, is probably would be the death knell of democracy. So the independence of the judiciary and the quality of the judiciary, we have it and we can, we can grow it. And it's terribly important that we do. It says everything about us. Sorry, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Um, all of you at home, thanks for watching. And remember, your freedom is worth fighting for. Cheerio.